So, Mel, you're here, right? Hi, I am here. Cool, I'm here. I'm here. You're here. Sam's not here. Sam's not here. That's a little dis- disappointing. We only have a 50% Sam ratio. Oh my gosh, and, and, I, and I gotta let you be on the mic tonight, which is making me even more nervous. I know, I don't even have my finger on the button, because I don't need to. I'm here. I'm reminded of the immortal words of Gilbert O'Sullivan. I don't know this. Alone again, naturally. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston. Sam Graham is still away on assignment, so against my better judgment, I'm letting producer Mel turn on the mic. Hey guys, what's happening? Good, how you doing, Mel? I am doing quite lovely. I have my assortment of beverages lined up, uh, two beers, a water, and a gin and tonic, so okay. I'm in a good place. <clears throat> uh, you in a uh, in a more mentally subdued state is always better for me. We are recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with your friends. Should you want to chat with us, there's many ways you can. Mel, you tell the good people how they can get in touch. All right, well, you can find us at DU Football Show on all the socials, and email us in at dufootballshow at gmail.com. Both Sams are very insecure, and they need constant feedback and accolades. So uh, it helps me out if you guys just go ahead and tell them how wonderful and talented they are. And he's already shaking his head for crediting this entire decision. Why did I let you turn on the fucking mic? (laughs) Or, as I like to say, you can always just drive your happy ass over here, as in the case tonight with our guest, Paul. Paul, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Thanks. I'm doing great. Uh, Who do you support? I am a huge Brighton fan, probably the only one in Baltimore, so that's that's my team. And you haven't killed yourself yet. So uh, <laughs> I work in the wine and spirits industry, um, and I guess I have a deep, passionate love for distilled spirit, so as the red-blooded American that I am, um, I vow to have a drink in my show throughout this show and every show, but uh, Mel... Why don't you tell us about the gin we're drinking tonight? Well, tonight we are drinking Glendalough Wild Botanical. It's from the country Wicklock in Ireland. County Wicklock killer. Uh, it's definitely country on my notes. Okay, well then but we'll go work with county. Through it. Work through it's it. It's from County Whitlock in Ireland. I will say we had some of their whiskeys a month ago. Uh, shut up, Sam. I got this. See, you're really doing a good job on reading the production there, aren't we? You put notes in front of me, and you said read this, so I'm reading this. I'm just going to shut up. Always a professional. Always professional. See what happens when you write it out for me. Thank God I got gin to drink. So uh, this gin that he is drinking while I'm talking was hand-foraged from botanicals from Wicklaw, and they have a personal forager on retainer. Or as okay. I, or as I, I just, like to say, uh, they actually have a tree-hugging hippie prancing through the forest, picking nuts and berries on retainer. It's Who else fabulous. is going to do it? Yeah. I, I want that job as the personal forager. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I forage for botanicals for gin. That might be the greatest job on earth. Yep, absolutely. Sign me up. So uh, this gin is 82 proof and will run you uh, somewhere between $29.99 and $34.99. And we are enjoying it, Botanical Tonic from Fentimans, uh, same one we used last week. Yeah, I thought uh, Wild Botanical Gin. I thought a uh, little Botanical Tonic water would I go like, very well with it. I like Fentimans stuff. I drink a lot of their stuff. <clears throat> their cola is stupid good. If you want to have like a right, proper rum and coke, mm-hmm. the Fentimans cola is knockout. Let's have a great show, everybody. <laughs> Cheers. I'm glad we have Paul here because y'all know I am not the soccer expert. I will just do my best to insert uh, asinine comments when appropriate. Yeah, that's about all I bring to the table. All right now is when we hit the old mute button. <laughs> I don't have to. I'm third mic. So um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce a brand new segment to the show. Who wants to play Champions League football? Because clearly nobody third through six fucking wants to. Uh, Manchester City 1, Tottenham 0. Palace 3, Arsenal 2. Funny, Sam's not here. Uh, Chelsea 2, <laughs> Burnley 2. I called that one, by the way. And the mighty Toffees of Goodison 4. 
and Manchester fucking United nil. I can't say that enough. Oh my god, that sounds so good. Doesn't it feel good to win? Oh my god, we kicked the shit out of I wouldn't know that feeling. No, not recently, that's for damn sure. So, um, City find a way. I mean, pretty simple. It wasn't the prettiest of games. Uh, certainly, the, the all of the energy was spent in the middle of the week during Champions League, which was an amazing game, and frankly, an amazing story for Tottenham. It's, it's good on you for getting to the semis but yeah, Tottenham had chances but I, I don't know I, when I watched the game it kind of looked like Son and Mora were working hard mm. and the defense was working hard and then there wasn't like five players in the middle of the field at all I just think that they basically used all their mental and physical bandwidth during the Champions League match and basically nothing for the rest of the season matters for them no Man City I honestly I was really impressed with how they actually came back and defeated the team that beat them in the Champions League. Obviously, the Champions League is probably the most important thing for City or for Liverpool this year. Or not Liverpool, I'm sorry. For, um, for oh God. Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool wants the thing that they are yeah. that they still no. don't have yet, which is a Premier League title. Exactly. <laughs> but to come back and not only beat Tottenham, but keep pace with Liverpool, that's huge for them. It's a huge mental boost, especially... Because they beat the team that beat them in the Champions League. So, hey, you know, going yeah. in and, and taking care of business, that's huge for them. You hit, you hit the nail on the head. It's all now on hopefully they can get Kane healthy by the Champions League final. It's they've got a winnable semifinal. Now, credit to Ajax. They have been giant killers. But Tottenham's got a good chance of getting to the final. They do. And, and if they end up playing Liverpool in the final... They got to fancy their chances against the team that they know, or if they get, if they end up playing Barcelona, they beat them in the group stage. Yeah. So uh, they've got to think that there's, and, and for them as a club, it's been a long time since about the '90s since they've won a, uh, a trophy. So. And Arsenal the, always keeps it over their head. You haven't won a trophy in how long? Yep. They could do it right now. Yep. Exactly. I, I completely agree. And I, in in City. Um, Probably the worst possible result was them getting knocked out of the Champions League for Liverpool because now City has one thing to worry about. And, I mean, we'll get to Manchester United, but I don't see them slipping the rest. They're, they're going to win all four games, and they're going to win the title. And it's unfortunate for Liverpool because, I mean, the points they put on the board, it's an amazing season. And they're still going to be one point shy of, of winning the title, which right. will be terrible. Um, well, not for me. I'll love it. So um, <clears throat> let's see here. Of course, he's not here. Palace win Ugh. three to two over Arsenal. Um, and somebody's not paying attention. So oh, she'll need oh, to edit this me. out later. Uh, Arsenal. That's uh, the team I'm supposed to be cheering for, right? Not cheering for. Uh, aren't you uh, Sam Graham's consigliere tonight or something like that? I I had to look up his notes. He had something he wanted me to tell you guys. Uh, Sogodon Musafi? Am I the uh, assassin's wife or what? Uh, yeah, you definitely are. Sokradon, Sokradon. I'm letting you. I'm letting you. Walk All right, off we're just gonna go with that, that guys. Um, Mustafi isn't fit to wear an Arsenal shirt. He was Palace's best player on the night. Abysmal. Fuck him. And that's all Sam Graham had to say about that. What are you doing, Houston? Uh, um, you're his consigulary, so do a fucking shot oh, of Malort. Oh no! No 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 no! Oh. I wanna I wanna have the microphone on. Oh, I wanna no. make with the talky talky. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, do all the talky talky for Sam. Well, you're gonna do the fucking shot for him too. And guess what, Sam? You're still doing the fucking shot. This doesn't <laughs> let you off the hook. Sam Graham. Apparently, uh, Arsenal was abysmal, and because of that, I'm having to do a shot. So if you have any chance of me ever cheering for your football club, it goes down the hatch with this shot. Fuck Arsenal. That a girl. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 It, oh. Man. It's terrible. I've heard Sam, Big Sam, describe it as if earwax threw up. That's pretty accurate. You Almost first... as bad as Arsenal's performance. Oh. oh. Hey, that's, that's a, a dig. dig. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, it hits you with this, like, botanical flavor on your first hit. 
And my first thought was, it's not that bad. And then this... It's a bad thought to have. It's it's like a dandelion wax kind of flavor. It's just, it's terrible. And it won't go away. And uh, I'm so glad I have all those like... Over there. I know, I have like five <laughs> beverages. I don't know which one to grab for first. So, so I will say about uh, the Arsenal Palace match, um, we were joking about it last week, but also half serious. Uh, Palace is now on a run of form where they lose, they win, they lose, they win, they lose, they win. And typically they've been winning on the road. So it was at Arsenal and they had just lost the week before at home. So they won. Yeah. Uh, I think as an Everton fan, we're catching them at exactly the right time at home right after they just won. God, I hope you blow them out. They are, as a Brighton fan, my least favorite team. Mm -hmm. And I actually went over to Brighton to see them play Palace back in December, mm -hmm. and it is every bit as awful as you think it is, Crystal Palace. So you should beat them by six goals. Please, we thank will, you. We will do our damnedest as long as uh, Zaha doesn't uh, you know, flop in the box and give Milovojevic oh, a chance for a penalty, because you know that's coming. Oh, he will. Don't worry. <clears throat> All right, so, I don't um, know if I can make fun of Graham anymore after this. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and again, because he's not here, um, you know what? I'm done fucking talking about Arsenal. Um, today's game, the Chelsea-Burnley match, uh, saw a 2-2 draw with all four goals coming in the first 25 minutes of the match. And uh, I talked about this a little bit last week with uh, with, with uh, Russ, our, our guest host for the night, and uh, Rice, our, uh, our guest. I said, I was like, watch Burnley get points. This is exactly the kind of game that Burnley gets points. Like... Mm. And seeing them get a draw didn't surprise me. I was surprised at the scoreline. I thought it would have been a 1-1 perhaps because of um, just Tom Heaton this season has been stupid amazing outside of one game. You know, I mean, he gave up five to uh, City in the FA Cup. And I think that was his, like, second game back. But outside of that, the guy's been nothing short of remarkable. But, <clears throat> you know, uh, the second goal, clear-cut case of zonal marking not working because every time people say they do a zonal marking defense, my team loves to do that. I hate that word. Yeah. It's uh, an it's, area. An area doesn't score a goal. Yeah. A man scores a goal. Cover. Right. Fucking man. <laughs> it's not that hard. It, it seems intuitive until it's not. Yeah. And then you give up a goal. Yeah. So it's honestly, Chelsea love to play down to teams. Oh, and yeah. Burnley had a chance they're, they weren't really in the relegation fight, but they I feel like they felt like they were still. And this Europe. is just a perfect opportunity for them to get a point, to make a big show for going into next year, yep. and keep Sam, or Sean Dyche in the job. Yep. Basically make them feel good about themselves going into next year, have a good offseason. This is a good, good performance for Burnley. And, I mean, hey, Chelsea, what are you doing? Yeah, it's... It, Sorry, ball isn't working. And then no. sorry, um, I'm I'm not sure if you got to see uh, the highlights or anything. I know you were working. The um, uh, sorry got thrown off I for did. running like all the way down to the 18 yard line at the end of the game. Yeah. For because uh, Burnley was stalling, and mm -hmm. and one of the commentators made a joke of it. He's like, you know, it's kind of funny that you know a team gets mad at somebody for stalling, but if the shoe was on the other foot, they would be stalling so exactly like why why bother um and sorry ended up getting sent off the pitch completely for that which uh wow. kind of surprising because uh, i guess it's because he's a small italian man that has a smoking problem and not a tall german with perfect veneers <laughs> because that man can run onto the pitch run down the sideline do whatever the hell he wants and he never gets in trouble but uh apparently sorry gets in trouble for it i'm sure that some chelsea fans probably weren't very upset about sorry being off the field though um, I will say I uh, openly uh, screamed at the TV because Ashley Barnes As was in does. the middle of it. I was like, kiss him, kiss him, kiss him, because I <laughs> wanted to see him smooch somebody again. <laughs> he was face to face with someone. I was like, kiss him, kiss him. <laughs> Just thought that was so hysterical two weeks ago. <laughs> um, oh, God, I love it. So, uh, you know, okay. Oh, what? Wow, look at that. Everton 4, Manchester United <laughs> nil. All right. What, I, I got to tell you people something. Wow. I was cooking Easter, like lunch and everything while the game's going on. And all I could hear from the living room was Sam going, fuck yeah! This is the best day ever! This is awesome! 
<laughs> and then I walked in, put my hand in his shoulder, and said, "Oh, baby, it's an Easter miracle just for you." And I was like, "Thanks for ruining it. Thanks, really appreciate it, honey. Nice of you." So, um, we're gonna do something different. <clears throat> Every podcast that I listen to, as far as soccer goes, all the pundits watching NBC Sports, everything, everybody, all they wanted to talk about was Manchester United losing the game. Um, Manchester United is on terrible form. They've lost six of eight. There's a lot of changes that need to be done. We can sit down and do an entire hour on that in the summer once the season's over. There's plenty of time to speculate later. You know what I want to talk about? And I wouldn't just be doing this if it was just Everton. I'd be doing it if this is West Ham did it, if Palace did it, if anybody, if you guys did this to them. I would do... We I won't. Would, but... <clears throat> but you beat them this year. We did. We did. You know, not playing like this though. But now, but what I want to talk about is I want to talk about the team that won the game because that's the team that deserves to actually be talked about. Very true. You know, I, I mean, it, it's Everton at home in their last four games against the uh, against top six opponents have three wins, one draw, seven goals for, and zero against. This is starting to feel like Everton's back. This is starting to feel like the best of the rest kind of team. The you, team that hints at Champions League ball and starts to be a thorn in the side of the big clubs. You can definitely sense some anticipation behind Everton. You can sense that maybe they actually do have things right this time. There was a lot of, you know, the past few years have been not so great. And it's no. not it's not bright and bad, but it's been... Bad enough where you think, are Everton really in danger of maybe even going down? And now now it, it looks like they're back for real, at least for now. We'll yeah. see how it goes in the offseason and, and next year, but for right now, you've got to feel good if you're an Everton fan. Yeah, there's still a lot of there's still a lot of money they gotta get off the books. And um certainly you look at those games and, and the first thing anybody who's not an Everton fan would say is, Well, you gave up a two goal lead to uh, Newcastle. You're absolutely right. And then you lost two nothing to Fulham, and that was their second shutout of the entire year. And they have quite possibly the worst goalie in the world playing keeper for them. So, I yes, that's true. We we have to get better. There has to be consistency, and there's still uh, plenty of holes that need to be filled on this squad. But there's something about the collective effort, and the team is starting to play well together. It's good to see, and it seems like this might be the right man for the job. Um, I'd like to see how he does this offseason. I'd like to see how he does when there's a little bit more adversity again, because let's face it, every Everton manager since Moyes has only lasted less than two years each time. So that's a little, pardon me, that's a little <laughs> concerning. Yes, I know you found that funny. <laughs> um, but... I'm the one over here still burping up earwax. Yep. Uh, and, and it would, again, even though he uh, did not score, I think there definitely needs to be a shout-out to Dominic Calvin-Lewin, who's starting to figure out how to be a striker in the Premier League. And you listen to him being interviewed, and he's like, it's like, I get it. My job's to slow down the two big center backs. I need, I need to distract them, and I'll get my goals soon enough. They're going to come, but I need to do more than just try to worry about being in the back of the net just you know it's it, it just like i said it seems like it's all going in the right direction and i'm very happy about it and now everton's back in seventh place and there's yeah. still games in hand there's things that can change but um <clears throat> if watford doesn't win the fa cup uh, uh final and everton ends up in seventh we're back in europe and we're a spot better than we were the year before so you really can't complain as an everton fan even despite the big drop off from december to early march now, I do have one thing to say. I took an Instagram photo with the uh, bottle of Malort in the trunk of my car. <laughs> the great traveling bottle of Big <laughs> yes. Sam's bottle of Malort. Yes, I just want to let it be known. Uh, Rice, Otis, Jake, Everett, Ale, Ray. Big Sam, Sam's bottle of Malort is in the trunk of my car. The brotherhood of the traveling Malort has begun. And when I see you, you're all getting a fucking shot, you dirty fucking Manchester United fans. Let's turn our attention to the bottom of the table now. Cardiff City 2, Brighton 0. Liverpool 2, Cardiff 0. Brighton 0, Wolverhampton 0. 
Um, Cardiff get the quote-unquote six-pointer, as we like to call it, where um, you beat a team directly in front of you. So not only do you get three points, they don't get three points, which is uh, just as important. But uh, <clears throat> very surprised. I, um, everybody in this room and uh, my, my, my friend, uh, you know, my co-host wasn't here last week, all thought you guys were going to finally get it right. You, you were... You were going to go in, you were going to play the team you're supposed to beat, and you were going to beat them. What the fuck happened? Your guess is as good as mine, honestly. It was an absolutely abysmal performance. We just didn't really seem to care. We knew that it was an important match, but there was no intensity. There was no pressure. Cardiff took care of their chances. They got two goals. We didn't really seem like we had a chance at all. Um, You know, I... I would really love to see the team play like they like, like they want to be there. Like they have the managers back. There's been a lot of speculation that Chris Hutton might be the next manager out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the team, at least against Cardiff, just really, really stunk up the place. And they had been for weeks now. I mean, they haven't <laughs> scored since Solly March basically gifted a goal mm-hmm. to Brighton at the end of the FA Cup uh, quarterfinal. And it was just, it's just been, it's been rough to watch Brighton the last few weeks. Um, it seems like the team goes as Murray goes and, mm. and frankly, Murray's old. So it's, it's, it's hard to expect him to do it every single week, week in and week out. Um, who, who do you have in the system? Who are backup strikers? Who are people that could potentially start to score goals as clearly Murray is not going to be able to run for 38 plus games a season. He's just not going to be able to do it anymore. Yeah. He's, I think that he got a lot of luck and a lot of just being in the right place at the right time at the beginning of the season. That's why he was up at the top of the goal table this season. Um, we have Florin Andoni. He's been a really good player when he's on form against Crystal Palace. Back in December, he had that goal where he went from before the halfway line, beat three Palace defenders. He has that with him, but he hasn't really been showing it from now on. Um, we have just been playing very defensive football. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we maybe hoof the ball up the field, get Glenn Murray to have a shot at goal like we ha- like he had against Palace. Um, in the reverse fixture, um, Anthony Knockart, when he's not destroying people's ankles, yeah. he, uh, <laughs> he can be pacey. He can get the ball into the box. He had that, that great goal against Palace again. Oh, yeah. That was um, a fantastic goal. I feel like every goal I talk about with Brighton is against Palace, which is good this yeah, year. It's good but, in that regards, but you also but want to stay that up. But <laughs> that was how many weeks ago now. So, yeah. And those are the only goals I can, I can think of off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I, I it it's really just kind of wishing and praying that a ball, that a long ball from the defense just makes its way to a striker who can get past whoever. Or, I don't even know. Or, or a set piece really where one know. of your two big center backs put a ball in the back of the net. Yeah, they, and they, they've done they that haven't quite a bit. really been doing that recently. I mean, yeah. they've had a couple of chances from headers, but we've been really, we've been shocking, honestly, in terms of just getting balls into dangerous positions. Baram Kyle had a really good chance against um against Wolverhampton at the mm-hmm. weekend. That was really the only chance that we had in the game. And that was basically Baron Kyle just shooting the ball right from thirty yards out, just kind of wishing and praying. And that's just I think that that's what we what we need. We need a ball to go in like that. We need maybe a corner to find somebody's head and just go in. Right. Maybe the keeper makes a mistake. We need something <laughs> to get us onto the score sheet to give us the confidence to go forward, to give us the confidence to really save ourselves because we're we're fighting against ourselves at this point it seems you can't take those shots unless you can't make those shots unless you keep trying to take those shots exactly it seems crazy you got to get them in now the um so the idea here i was going to get at was you know the one good thing you have going for you is if the other team doesn't score they can't beat you exactly and fortunately your center back pairing with uh duncan duffy are is fantastic and you have a great keeper in Ryan. Mm-hmm. So fortunately, and that was the case for the Wolverhampton match, you guys just went, okay, you know what? You're not scoring. That's right. it. You're just, you're not scoring. We're yep. walking out of here with one point. And if you look at the table as a whole, that one point gives you three. You're now a three point lead. And we so. have probably the goal differential over Cardiff, too. So four points. Mm-hmm. That was going to be the big thing is, God forbid. 
you lose the rest of their matches, and Cardiff only wins one, Cardiff's still going down because you got the goal differential. Yep. Um, I think it really comes down to, um, you know, when, when you play Newcastle, mm-hmm. you you really got to find a way to get a point in Newcastle, which yeah. is going to be hard going to them, right? I think you're we're, at them. We're actually you're we're at playing home. at the Amex, yep. Okay, very good. So we're good. at home. <laughs> but we haven't really had good form at home either, so it, it hopefully that matters, but it, it just may not. How has the how has the fan support been in the uh, in the stadium? Are they starting to do a lot of groaning, or are they kind There's of been, trying to stay behind the club and keep them pepped up? It's been about fifty fifty, especially as the performances have started to slide. Really, after the Bournemouth match was the turning point where it was more people seeming to want Chris Hutton to maybe step aside. Mm-hmm. I don't think the people are upset with him. He's brought us to the Premier League. He's gotten us from almost being relegated to league one he's, so he's, he's a decent been, manager he's, he's a been very decent manager just really a godsend for us at this point and i think the people are less upset with him and more upset with how shocking our play has been how defensive we've been we haven't really taken any chances at all and so trying to find goals is going to be hard enough <laughs> but trying to keep the ball out of the net on the other end is it just hasn't been working so I think the Wolverhampton game showed us that you know we can be defensive and also get a point instead of being defensive and also letting the ball in the back of the net and then having to get another goal to just even right. get a point. Um, I think that people are kind of getting frustrated with Chris Hutton just with his style of play, but you know I think the Wolverhampton game really helped out in terms of just fan support. Okay, we're not dead yet. We're still mm-hmm. doing this. We still have a fighting chance. Cardiff still have to win games, and that's going to be hard to come by for them right. because here now Crystal Palace have beaten Arsenal, so they're feeling confident. Fulham have come out of nowhere. They The shackles are off of them. They don't yeah. care anymore, and they're beating people left and right now, yeah. and they still have to play them. And it's, you know, it's really in Cardiff's hands at this point <laughs> as much as it is ours. You think you stay up? I think so. Yeah. I think that I it's think just going too. to be too much of a climb for Cardiff, even if we don't win any of the rest of our games. So uh, throw it over to Cardiff real quick. Um, Neil Warlock, shut the fuck up about bad calls because <laughs> clearly Manga grabbed Dunk in the penalty box by his shoulder and pulled him down to the ground, yep. and there was no penalty called. Yep. So Neil, shut up. Stop it. Stop saying the league is against you because you clearly – in your most important match of the season, they got, got the call to go your way. So you need to shut the hell up. I didn't see him standing at half at half field looking at the at the referees in that game. They're doing the just uh, kind of just standing there like, oh yeah, who's the big man now? Yeah, that was. <laughs> he, he is such a crackhead. He's so he's he's fun to watch because he's old and he does like the boyish charm thing, which is endearing. And then you listen to him talk, and you're like, oh, that's right, he's a dick. If it wasn't Brighton. Going up against Cardiff in the relegation fight, I'd honestly think it was hysterical yep. because Neil Warnock is just, he's a character. Yeah. But, you know, obviously, I have to hate him. I have to hope that Cardiff go down. I have to hope that he loses his job because that's just that's just how it is. Gosh, as a fan, that's going to put you in a hard position, you know, just praying your team doesn't come in the bottom. I can definitely understand that being a Washington Redskins fan. Uh, it's hard being a fan of a team that has so much potential but just can't seem to get the ball where it's supposed to go to get you points. Yeah. How do you guys keep the momentum going and not lose heart? I think that a lot of it, at least for Brighton, is that we've come so far to be in the Premier League at this point. We, When I started being a fan, we were in the, the playoffs in 2012 against Palace, mm-hmm. and that was a huge deal. We were almost promoted, but I wasn't really that big into the history of the club i didn't really have any idea i just knew it was exciting the next or it might have been two years after that we were almost relegated to league one which is two leagues under the premier league it's it's pretty dire at that point um and people were still you know fighting for the club they were still happy to be there because we almost didn't have a club in 1997 we lost our field we almost didn't have a team anymore we almost, almost got relegated to the fifth tier of football so just to be at this place in the Premier League fighting for survival is something that that just gives us life, I think. And, I, you know, me as an, as an American fan who just started following the team seven years ago, it, it's been tough for me, obviously, because we almost went down. Yeah. But for fans who have been there for 
decades, who've gone through it all, who've had to go to Gillingham 90 miles away just to watch a home game because they didn't have a stadium in Brighton. See, that's commitment. It's, I like that. That It takes a lot of hard work to be a Brighton insane. fan, and I appreciate Two or three that. years, they played in another county, a 180-mile round trip, just to watch their team play a home <laughs> game. It's, it's unbelievable. And just to now be here, have a stadium in the city, have Premier League football, even if it's... You know, even if it's down at the bottom of the table, it's it's priceless. Yeah. Uh, we're 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 certainly rooting for you. And on a side note, uh, Liverpool won, and they're back at the top of the table. In this week of oh, so that happened. Newcastle three, Southampton one, West Ham two, Leicester two. Couldn't have one of you fuckers had won. <laughs> Fulham one, Bournemouth nil, Watford two, Huddersfield one. So, let's first look at uh, Newcastle-Southampton. Bit of a surprise there. I totally thought it was going to be an ugly game. And Ayozi Perez, whoa, <laughs> my God. Hat trick out of him, and Newcastle's looking good. When Newcastle's on, Newcastle can be on. Oh, they, they, they do have a great, a great level of talent. They're smart about how on who they loan. Um uh, Amaroni has been a great signing, bringing him over from Atlanta. Now, the the big thing lo- looming over their head, of course, is will Mike will Rafa sign a new contract? Well, Rafa's not signing a new contract until Ashley says, "Hey, I'll spend money." And Ashley's said that before he signed a contract and then didn't do it. Yeah. So that stalemate's going to be happening, which is kind of worrisome for newcastle yeah and newcastle fans i follow a few on twitter and they've been calling for mike La- mike ashley to be out for years and it still hasn't happened and it won't happen and rafa benitez knows that and he knows that mike ashley won't spend the money yep. even if he says he will so you got to think about that if you're rafa benitez you could probably get a better job than newcastle <coughs> newcastle's a pretty good job when they're good but they need to spend the money for that. And with Mike Ashley at the helm, I, I just don't see that happening. Shit, Watford and Wolves are better jobs. They really right are. Now. They, they are. are. I mean, if I mean, if Silva didn't work out, like Everton would be a good job for him. West Ham would be a good job for him. Like there's there's plenty of clubs that are that are decent that would be very good jobs for him. Yeah. And I think I think he knows he's gonna oh he's gonna have a job no matter what. Oh yeah. I think he actually likes the club. I think he likes the fans. I think he really, really likes what he's doing there. He just is hoping that either Ashley sells the damn club or Ashley actually gives him money, which we know neither is gonna happen. Yeah. Um <clears throat> bit of a hiccup for Southampton, who's been cruising lately. They have been. Um, that's actually the team um, uh, I've been kind of – I was actively rooting for them to go down. Because um, while, yes, they have a very storied um, uh, academy and they bring up great players, they sold everyone. The team was a mess. The team still really isn't insanely talented. Now, uh, Hulseldorf has started playing younger players, which is good and has paid off. But um, <clears throat> that was kind of the team I was actively re- – also because their fans, uh, when they played Cardiff, were like – there was a whole bunch of their fans in the stands doing this right after mm. – like doing the airplane thing right after Salah's plane yeah. had gone That's down. That's not cool. Really no. classless. So. Yeah. That's but, an American asshole move. It really is. That's a, that's, that's something Philly fans would do. That's that's a drink a thirty pack of beer, go into an NFL game kind oh, of thing yeah. you would do. Yeah, you know, that's and I would do and, that. Are the kind of assholes that drink Ice House? Yep. And I was going to say I would know it because I've done that before. And thank you for calling out my beer. It's lovely. Um, <laughs> the the it made Paul laugh, so that's good. <laughs> so. Um, West Ham and Leicester, so uh, not so fast on the Brendan Rodgers train. Um, A a loss and a tie in their last two games. Uh, You thought maybe it was like, okay, this team's really responding to Brendan Rodgers, but no, this team knows exactly where they are on the table and really don't give a shit, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, West Ham finally showing some signs of life. They should, they, I mean, hell, they were hard done. They should have beat Manchester United last week. Mm. They were clearly the better side. Um, <clears throat> Pardon me, but um, 
2-2 uh, draw. That's what Sam picked. I had picked uh, the Foxes to win. And all the minute West Ham went up 2-1, to one, I was just like, hold on, just win, just win, because I'm getting so close to catching them in the uh, predictions. So I was like, please. And then, of course, they give up a damn goal. Of course. So, um, hey, You've been talking a big game, big game of those predictions. <coughs> You're going to have to eat a lot of crow if uh, Graham beats you. Well, I gained I gained one this week, but uh, we he and I picked three games different. I mean, five games differently. I went three and two on him in those five games. So, like, if I could have just had the two I missed was is I didn't get uh, Southampton Newcastle. I called a draw, and then in West Ham and uh, the Foxes, I called the Foxes to win. If I could have just like if West Ham would have won. Or Southampton would have won. That would then I would have been three and zero. Oh. I would have been three and two, but he would have been zero oh and five. So I would have caught him completely. But that's okay. Neither here nor there. I did get today right, which was pretty fulfilling. So I enjoyed that. I called. I called a draw for Burnley. I was wondering why you were cheering for Burnley <laughs> in the living room. Actively, yes, Actively. that's why. <laughs> Well, just because I wanted to see Mike, uh, I wanted to see uh, Ashley Barnes get in another little smooch on somebody. Um, Scotty Parker got uh, the Fulham boys playing inspired football. They are playing very well, which is good for Brighton because they have to play Cardiff still. So, but yeah, Fulham. Honestly, where where has this Fulham been the, the entire year? I was wondering too. And all the talent in the world. That I know. team had all they the spent talent in the world. How much money? Alexander Mitrovic is mm-hmm. an absolutely amazing player when he plays well, yeah. but he hasn't played well pretty much all year. And Fulham, they look good. Maybe they get promoted again. They're going to be back in the Premier League. Who knows? But I think I think the because they end up spending a hundred million. Yeah. I think that's going to be really tough for them to recover from because you look at the bulk of that squad. Those are guys who play in the Premier League, and they're going to so. go. And they're going to go, you know. Um, like Mitrovic is not playing for Fulham again next no. year. He's he's the striker somewhere. I, I I have been thinking that he might be our striker next. Is I can, what I, I really can see think. That. <clears throat> I mean, because he's certainly he's a top ten striker, you know. And in the reason, and he he might not have had a great year this year, but the reason why he hasn't had a great year, he, nobody's been giving him the ball. Exactly. He's been a man on an island. Uh, the big bigger surprise in this wasn't the fact that Fulham won, but Cherries lose at home. Cherries never lose at home. Yeah, that like, was. And Bournemouth, I mean, obviously as a Brighton fan, Bournemouth's been playing well. They beat us five 0 What in the world happened? Yeah, yeah. But, I, I'm just a, a little surprised. Sam and I keep joking they're on beach time already, and which yeah. is kind of true. <laughs> yeah. They really are. Their season's over. They don't really. They're not fighting for a place. They're not fighting for relegation. <laughs> so they're just. They're just there. Yeah, yeah, just playing out the season, waiting, yep. waiting until the summertime. Now, um, Watford goes uh, two to one on Huddersfield. the The one thing I could say about Huddersfield is they got the goal, which was important because yep. that now means they have twenty goals, which has them tied with Derby County as the least amount of goals in EPL history. So all they need to do is score one more. Gotta hope they score one. They more. just gotta score one more. <laughs> and at least they have fourteen points instead of eleven. So. <clears throat> yes, they just need to score one more goal. And and they could say, hey, we uh, we took both games off of Wolverhampton this season. Yeah. Um. But Watford, even with one eye on the FA Cup final, Jerry Gerard Jello, De, Gerard Delafeu, sorry, Jerry, uh, another brace. That's uh four goals in his last three games, and now eight on the season. He's really starting to get into form. And another one where he did that little pullback, stop for a second, and just float it to the opposite corner. That was so gorgeous. Beautiful play. Those are, those are really pretty when those happen. <laughs> I hated those as a goalie because it's the one where they do it. You watch it go up. You turn your head. You watch it go up, and you're like, I should have fucking dove. Should have fucking motion. dove. Why am I not oh. diving? Why are my feet on the ground? Why am I? Oh, fuck, that's a goal. That's exactly what happens. You're just watching it. And it takes forever to come back down. And you turn and you look at your team. Your whole team's looking at you going, yeah, that was pretty to look at, wasn't it? You're like, yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I, 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 I tell you what, um, if if Everton does not finish in seventh, I'm going to absolutely be rooting for Watford to uh, win the FA Cup just because I always like to see the um, – the mid clubs win, mm-hmm. particularly the FA Cup, because the bigger clubs really don't appreciate it as a trophy unless yeah. it's a trophy to go along with another trophy. Oh, we want a double. Oh, we want a treble. Like yeah. that's what matters to them. 
<coughs> because until they get to about the, the the quarters and semis, the the big six clubs don't even play their their guys. They they really don't care. They actually go into those games going, "Hey, we hope you beat us because we don't want to play in this tournament anymore." So I always like seeing the uh, smaller clubs. Like I loved seeing you know it being. Brighton, Wolves, and Watford all yeah. in the semifinals was fantastic to watch. And that definitely made this whole season go by a little bit better because we made it so far in the FA Cup and people were excited and it was, you know, maybe, you know, did it hurt our chances at the Premier League because we were focused on that too, potentially. That but was, it was exactly the question I was going to ask. But it was just so much fun when it was happening. You know, we beat Millwall by the by the skin of our teeth. Millwall. That's the Millwall. one. Fuck you, I Millwall. Fuck Millwall. Fuck off Millwall. Houston has a different <clears throat> phrase for it every week. Yeah, it should have been us you should have beaten because Millwall screwed us over. Fucking VAR. <laughs> or lack thereof VAR. Fucking Millwall. <laughs> it's time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time. So, um, Sam Graham had a bad what, week. What? I had a bad week. But I had a game better than Sam. Sammy goes four and seven. I go five and six, which now moves me to only being two games behind Sam Graham. He's at 183 and 143. I'm at 181 and 145. Uh, Russ had um, an equally shitty week of picking his games where he went four and seven. But we're going to really focus on the, um, the three games that Rice picked. He went two and one. Russ went one and two. Sam went one and two. Houston went three and zero, so suck my dick, all of you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so all the games at hand will be played out this midweek. So finally, everything will be level again by the weekend, and there'll just be two games for everybody when it's all said and done. Uh, Tuesday gives us Southampton heading to Watford. I am going to take uh, a two-two draw. All right, Sam Graham has <laughs> Watford one. Southampton won. Very good. So he also picked a draw. Um, Spurs welcome Brighton. I'm going to go Tottenham 1-0 in an ugly match. He's got Spurs 2, Brighton 0. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sorry. You guys just aren't scoring. That's, I, I can't. I'll I, take 1-0, honestly. Yeah. That sounds I, pretty good. I would have had you guys winning because I'm Thank a nice you. person. Very good. You're also crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, You've only been here two hours. You've already figured that out. Great uh, job, Paul. All right, so uh, Wednesday has two games as well. First, Arsenal travel to Wolverhampton. So it's a big club, so the Wolves will actually care. And Arsenal can't defend anything. A lot of scoring, 3-3 draw. Come on. Was anyone expecting Sam Graham to pick anything other than Wolves 2, Arsenal 3? Of course, because he also picked a lot of goals because he knows his defense fucking sucks. Um, And then the big one on Wednesday is the Manchester Derby as United is hosting City. Um, United's going to try. United's going to put forth some effort. And United certainly won't look as bad as they did against Everton. But City is just miles better. City wins 2-0. All right, so Graham has this man-on-man action at being a 2-2 draw. There we go. That's where I'm going to start catching them. Uh, The weekend opens with some Friday night lights as Huddersfield go to Anfield. Uh, The Reds win 3-0 easily. He's got it 4-0. And I forgot I'm supposed to go back. Hey, Paul, you're supposed to pick games. What do you think is going to happen in the Manchester Derby? I think Manchester United is going to come out. They're going to probably score an early goal. Maybe Paul Pogba from a penalty walking up real slow, wasting most of the first half scoring that goal. <laughs> he likes to take a lot of steps. Man City is going to smash him in the second half, 3-1. Very nice. good. There we That's go. That's a strong prediction there. Excellent. All right. Um, and, uh, darling, who did you pick in Huddersfield uh, and and, and uh, Liverpool? Um, He's got Liverpool 4, Huddersfield nada. Very good. So um, we start Sunday morning with a London London Derby as West Ham heads to Tottenham. I'm going to go 2-1 to one Spurs. He's got Spurs 2, <coughs> West Ham 1. Very good. Um, the midday gives us four matches. Uh, Everton head to Palace. I'm going to go 3-1 to one Everton. He's got 1-2 to two. Everton. Very good. Um, yeah, oh, I, I, hope Palace. <laughs> I hope he picked Palace. <clears throat> um, Fulham welcome uh, Cardiff. Parker's boys are winning three in a row. Two to one, Fulham. He's got Fulham one, Cardiff two. Um, I don't have this one listed, but what do you got, Paul? For you? I, Fulham you have been playing great football. Two nil. Very good. I like that. That's not going to count on your score. I just because I figure it's right, the guy so, battling yeah. against so you. Graham's so Graham's the only one that thinks that Cardiff is going to win. Yep, he is. There's God, I hope they don't. Spot. 
So we have um, the New Forest Derby as Bournemouth is traveling to Southampton. I'm going to go two to one Saints simply because they need it and they want to just go ahead and be done with being in the relegation battle. So definitely Southampton two one. I've got Southampton two, Bournemouth one. Very good. Uh, Wolves go to Watford in a battle for seventh place on the line. Um, high scoring, I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw. Hey, so does he. 2-2 <coughs> draw. All right. The final game of the day. I even did my best Sam Graham with that. Hey. hey very well done. Um, the final game of the day has Brighton welcoming Newcastle. Uh, I'm sorry, Paul. You guys just aren't scoring goals. I still figure you're going to stay up, but I think it's because you're going to lose all your games and Cardiff's going to lose all their games. Or if they win one, you beat them on goal differential. 2-0 to Newcastle because Brighton can't score. All right. So Sam Graham and I have more faith in Brighton than he does. So we've got Brighton 1, Newcastle nada. Very good. And Paul, what do you got? I think we're finally going to break out of our slump. It's not going to be pretty. 2-1 Brighton. Very good. Yeah, Houston, you want to change your score on this? No. no. I'm You're standing by it? I actually, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Because I, I, I got enough games in here that I'm going to catch Sam on. I can give him one. I'll right. give him this one. Uh, um, so the final three games uh, close out on Sunday. We have the early match as the Gunners travel to the Foxes. Um, two to one Arsenal. But seriously, who the fuck knows with either one of these teams right now, the way they're both playing? Graham has the same thing, two to one. He's not going to pick Arsenal to lose. <laughs> oh, ever. he never does. Um, well, no, no, he did. I think he did when he played uh, City. I think did they he, actually yeah. lose? And they did actually lose, yeah. <laughs> I'd be great if he picked them to lose and they won. Um, that makes him a bad fan. Every every single time I would pick like a – I'd pick a draw and say I wouldn't be surprised. Like if we were playing a big club, I'd be like, we're going to draw. Wouldn't be surprised if we lost 4 nothing, but we're going to draw. I can never pick us to lose. You're realistic and he's idolistic. Uh-huh. Oh, no, that's a bit idolistic on my part to think that my team was going to draw the way we were playing at the start of the year. Um, Burnley welcomed City to Turf Moor. And uh, some people, I know um, Russ, my Liverpool fan, friend, has been saying, oh, this is the game where City could drop points. This is the city where, game where City could drop points. Um, he also forgets that so far in two games, City has beaten Burnley 10 nothing. So uh, that season trend continues and 3 nothing to City. Graham has it going at 3-1. Very good. And then the, let's see here, the final match has two great clubs that are currently really bad teams. United host Chelsea. I'm going to go 2-1 to one Chelsea because at least they seem to like to score. Sam Graham has them going with a 1-1 draw. Paul, what you got in this one? I think Chelsea have been, well, let's just put it this way. Chelsea are a little bit better than United and both are really terrible right now. Chelsea 2-1. Yeah. Very good. All right, it's time to talk DU football. Sam, how's your team doing? Uh, we played with no subs again. Oh, uh, you guys are too old for that shit. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Well done. Well done, Graham. You, you channeled the inner <laughs> spirit of Graham. Yeah. I'm doing my best. So, uh, Paul, because we have microphones and we like to talk about ourselves, we talk about how our shitty indoor soccer team does every week. Of it's course. their beer um, league. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the name of the squad is Drunkard United, hence the name the Drunkard United football show. Is Makes sense. Homage yeah. to our team. And, yes, we all drink beer in the parking lot afterwards. Good. So that's that's part of team are dues you is the, to pay uh, for beer. Are you, I've always wanted to ask you this. Are you the only adult team? there that has a coach uh no <laughs> no um now i we are the only um you know white boy team or uh that that has a coach because uh, all the spanish teams have have like an older guy who used to play for him who's retired on the oh yeah they definitely do all nice. of them do so i'm not so so yeah that's like the coaches shake hands first at the end of the game kind of so like they still kind of like you and go hey Happy Talagong. Yeah, they, they, the yeah, they all they 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 all know me. They all call me coach. The other teams all call me coach. It's kind of funny, but uh, yeah, the uh, the boys we had uh, we had no subs and uh, played their asses off. Lost uh, lost five to three in a really really physical match. Um, you know, it's you just kind of watch those games. You go, if we just had two more damn subs, we'd we'd be winning games. So, Paul, do you probably, still play? I, I do not. I could probably make a performance, but I, hey. I'd be terrible. I uh, I pretend. What we're gonna do is we're gonna go back down to Division Two. We'll go down to Division Two. We'll go. 
you know, seven and zero will kick the. Well, sorry, nine and zero will kick the ever loving shit out of everybody and go right back up to Division One, which is fine because that's exact. The the boys need a little boost in the boost. arm. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the lose. Let's go play in the easier game, and then oh yeah, we're winners now. I know yeah, how you guys so, do it exactly. Thank you so much for joining us, boys and girls. So against my better judgment. Uh, Mel, do you have I any have an open parting mic and words? Nothing really insightful to say about football. Biggest so mistake in my fucking life. Houston, oh, hi, hi, how are you? I think we should do a hashtag of more producer Mel. But until then, if you guys need to get more of me, hashtag produce something. I have a podcast called A Drinking Story. Every week, I tell a story from history to my. Uh, Lovely husband, Sam Houston, right over there, a.k.a. Yep. Big Sam, a.k.a. Uh, big Bald Guy. But you can follow my podcast at A Drinking Story, and uh, every week put up a new episode. So it's a lot of fun. Check it out. Excellent. Paul, thank you so much for making it down and joining us tonight. I uh, hope you had a good time. Absolutely. Fabulous. We'll have to do this again in the summer when... Um, you boys have safely stayed up, when and we can safe. and we can talk about the uh, prospects of the next year. That's so, right. um, right. anything you'd like to plug as far as socials, how people can get in touch, and uh, if they're if they're a Brighton fan and haven't already reached out to you before, where they can find you? Yeah, definitely. So we're on Twitter and Instagram at bhafc stateside. Uh, so go ahead, follow us. We're really active on game days, obviously. So if you know if I have anything to say about Brighton, I'm going to say it. Um, Definitely just uh, if you if you are looking for a club, if you are a Brighton fan in Baltimore, if you're a Brighton fan really wherever, just reach out, reach out to me. We've got some clubs in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles. I'm in Baltimore, obviously, so reach out to me. Um, and, and yeah. Fabulous. And I also like the fact that um, I now have found that they have the Yoda seagulls stomping on my head uh, <laughs> gifts. So I'm going to use those to in nauseum on Twitter Please during do. your matches. It's actually and a ringtone. Also, really also the, um, the seagulls from Finding Nemo going, my mind, my mind, my mind. Yes. I'm going to be using that gif a lot whenever I'm talking to you on, uh, on Twitter. So Please. that was a lot of fun. <laughs> so thank you so much again for joining us, everybody. Um, for uh, Paul and Mel, not for Sam. He should be back <laughs> next week. He should be back next week. Um, I am Sam Houston. Big week ahead of us, so uh, reach out on the socials. We'd love to hear from you. We definitely chat back. Uh, apparently, my wife says I need the attention, so go ahead and reach yes. out to me. I'll uh, definitely talk to you during the games, especially if you like to be cynical. And uh, go ahead and poke the bear. You won't hurt my feelings. Till next week, everybody. Take care. Cheers. Gosh, he already did better than Sam Graham during sound check. He didn't stop while I was messing with levels. Mm -hmm. The sound of his own voice isn't freaking him out. <laughs> you don't like the sound of my own voice. That's not how I sound. Is that how I sound? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>